0: Training camps are underway and have been for a little while now in the NFL. We got the Hall of Fame game this past Thursday. We get our first dosage of a full weekend of preseason football coming up, which will be pretty cool. Start to watch some of these training camp battles unfold. And and I would imagine the chatter is going to be pretty heavy about the guys who haven't been in training camp yet. A lot of significant names holding out. Here to talk about all of that stuff with me right now um he covers the nfl for cbssports.com you can find him on twitter uh at voice of the star patrick walker joining me right now on cbs sports radio patrick man it's great to have you on the show appreciate you joining me how are things going tonight for you
1: it's going well thanks so much for reaching out sean looking forward to talking to you about all things nfl like you said we got some uh some big talent that's not yet made their way to their respective training camps so yeah man, things are off to the races dramatically
0: no doubt, no doubt. And let's start with Ezekiel Elliott, who is, uh, you know, he, he's a lot of big names holding out, none bigger than Ezekiel Elliott. His situation is an interesting one, Patrick, because if I'm not mistaken, August 6th is a big day coming up here that impacts his his future free agency and and, and so forth because he's a guy who's still on his rookie deal. What's your gut tell you right now based on Jerry Jones's comments and just general, in general, Ezekiel Elliott – He's off in Cabo right now working out. How do you think this thing plays out over the next few days? With August sixth being kind of a key date.
1: Well, speaking to uh, several sources with information uh, on this situation, the situation, the both sides are optimistic right now. Talks mm-hmm. continue to be progressive, um, and I know that everyone is wondering: is you know is there anything imminent right now? And unfortunately, they're not speaking uh, on closing any deals here today or tomorrow. So August. 6th, it continues to kind of, you know, reel down the rails, so to speak. And the significance of that, for those that don't know, is if Ezekiel Elliott, and the same goes for Melvin Gordon and anyone else who is not reporting the training camp as of yet, if they're not in their respective camps by August 6th, they're going to lose an accrued season toward free agency. But here's why um, it gets a little bit. Uh, tenuous when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott, it's because he doesn't necessarily have to worry about August 6th unless he actually wants to, Sean, because since his contract is through the 2020 season by virtue of the fifth year option that the Cowboys exercised, mm-hmm. as long as Ezekiel Elliott lands a new deal with the Cowboys between now and the expiration of that contract uh, following the 2020 season, missing this August 6th deadline is of no consequence. Now that can't be said for players like uh, uh, Melvin Gordon, for example, who is not under contract in 2020. But when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott, things are a little bit different there. So that August 6th deadline is not necessarily a hard line in the sand for him. He is out in Cabo. He is training with other NFL players. I'm told uh, when he went out to Cabo, the goal was to train as he did in 2017 during his six-game suspension and to be closer to Oxnard in Southern California. It's a shorter flight there from Cabo than it is from DFW, so he's still focused on getting the deal done. The Cowboys are still highly motivated to get it done. The holdup is guaranteed money, some language in the contract, and that Todd Gurley- baseline obviously Ezekiel Elliott wants to come in over the Todd Gurley numbers the Cowboys are trying to keep him as close to the that bar as possible so that's kind of what's holding up the progress there
0: yeah I'm glad you brought up the Todd Gurley was going to be my next question Patrick I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up and I'm glad you make that made that distinction about the August 6th date importance to Elliott and to Gordon that is a big difference the Todd Gurley contract that the Rams gave him I mean, how much is this hanging over negotiations? Not just for Elliott, but for Gordon, and really any future running backs that are of that ilk. You know, Saquon Barkley is going to be having conversations about stuff like this before we know it. This, these, the, you know, these rookie contracts go by in the blink of an eye. How big is that Todd Gurley contract looming right now?
1: It's absolutely uh, huge. Uh, To be honest with you, you look at a team like the Cowboys and and you look at a team like the Chargers and to a lesser degree, but ultimately it will still come to the forefront and Saquon Barkley uh, and the New York Giants. These guys are the players, Zeke and Gordon and ultimately Barkley. They're looking at this Todd Gurley contract saying, hey. Uh, The the Rams jumped out, and they set the market with Todd Gurley, and we want to exceed that. The problem is teams like the Chargers and the Cowboys, they're looking at Todd Gurley's uh, or how they view Todd Gurley's value and the running back position on the whole, and they're saying, well, the Rams jumped the gun too uh, passionately, and they feel like the Rams, to a degree, overpaid uh, Todd Gurley, and that's where a little bit of the contention is coming because, again, Ezekiel Elliott is arguably the best running back in the league, and you could say say Saquon Barkley's there, but i like to see him duplicate the success from his Rookie of the Year season before you put him in that top three with Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley. Now Gordon Gordon is not in that conversation just yet, so that's what's making his conversation with the Los Angeles Chargers that much more difficult because he doesn't have the leverage uh, of production and the, the value to the team and that offense like Ezekiel Elliott has with the Cowboys, so that's why, as it stands, Those two talks are kind of moving in different directions, still forward for the Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott, but for the uh, Chargers and Melvin Gordon. You've seen news recently that his agent requested a trade. The Chargers denied the permission. Um, so things are going to get kind of contentious there going forward. But, yes, that Todd, Todd Gurley contract is a sticking point now in both the Gordon and the Zeke contract talks, but it's also going to be one for Saquon Barkley depending upon what happens here with Zeke. I think he's going to be the one that sets the market uh, in the next few weeks or so, and that's what's really going to open up doors for someone like Barkley down the road. But until that happens, it's Todd Gurley.
0: Patrick Walker, CBSSports.com, joining me on CBS Sports Radio. Patrick, one of the other big names that's holding out of camp right now for entirely different reasons is Trent Williams, the left tackle for the Washington Redskins. The, the Redskins, at least publicly, have said that they they don't anticipate trading him. I would imagine they're getting phone calls about Trent Williams, who's a seven-time Pro Bowler. If, if it were open season in terms of making trade offers for Trent Williams, what do you think Washington can ultimately get for him?
1: I think because Trent Williams, a healthy Trent Williams, is in the same conversation as a healthy Teron Smith uh, in Dallas. These are two guys that are uh, the best at what they do at the left tackle position. The problem is Trent Williams is on the wrong side of 30, and he's coming off of injury. Now, obviously, the rehabilitation from the injury is kind of his point of contention with the Redskins and the medical staff. He feels like they mishandled the diagnosis, kind of put his life and his football career in jeopardy, and he's refused to take another snap there. However, although he's reportedly demanding a trade, the Redskins, who initially reports came out that they were kind of entertaining doing so, now Jay Gruden has come out and definitively said, no, we're not looking to do that. And they're actually willing to, so to speak, find him into oblivion as some <laughs> some type of motivating factor to get him uh, back on the field. I believe that's the wrong course of action. I don't see how that serves anyone. He could be fined upwards of a million dollars for missing all of August, another $12 million total if he holds out the entire season. It's just a very messy situation over in Landover. I think the best thing they could do is try to strike a trade for him. Uh, wrong side of 30 coming off of injury, but Cross your fingers that you can convince someone, another team, that he can be healthy and produce. Second-round pick would be a good one for me. I think a third-round pick, if a team is willing to package one or two additional players uh, in that deal, I think that gets it done. But if the Redskins are firing out of the gate asking for a first-round pick for Trent Williams, that's not going to happen because it's not the 2014 Trent Williams that we're talking about.
0: Well, I can tell you, Patrick, I live in Houston, Texas, and I can tell you right now that a trade for Trent Williams is a big talking point On a lot of our local shows here because of the disaster that the Texans offensive line has been. I can tell you Melvin Gordon's name has come up with Texan fans too, especially in light of them uh, waving Deontay Foreman earlier today. And I guess my question to you about the Texans would be in light of the fact that fans are clamoring for guys like Trent Williams and Melvin Gordon. Has this team done enough in the offseason to help Deshaun Watson?
1: I I say yes, but I'd say that with with an asterisk next to it, because that's going to be contingent upon how they react or don't react to news of Trent Williams potentially being available, to potential trade news on Melvin Gordon. And yes, the Chargers have denied uh, Gordon and his representative permission to seek suitors for a potential trade, but you and I both know how that goes, Sean. If that phone Mm -hmm. rings in Los Angeles and it's the right offer um, that's put out there, then the deal is going going to get struck. You look at a situation like the New York Giants and OBJ and how that went down this is the business so the right deal comes along the Chargers will be willing to move Melvin Gordon you look at the Texans it's a perfect fit uh you got Foreman who was just released and then you got Lamar Miller yes he was productive just missed a thousand yards last season but he's approaching that 30-year marker he's 28 now a younger Melvin Gordon could come in and really help Deshaun Watson now if you can go and strike a trade deal for Melvin Gordon and then kind of finagle your way into landing Trent Williams to protect the left side of Deshaun Watson. Now we're talking about a Texans team that has really gone all in on trying to make sure that they take the next step in an AFC South that looks uh, very much like it's going to belong to the Colts over the next couple of seasons if the Texans don't take the appropriate steps. Because keep in mind, they also have Jadavion Clowney not yet reporting to camp. He hasn't signed his fifteen plus million dollar franchise tag yet. So have the Texans made some strides this offseason towards taking that next step? Absolutely. Have they made enough? I would say no. But put a pin in that because there's still some moves they can make.
0: Patrick, we got about a minute to go, and I'm I'm reading I'm I was reading your Ezekiel Elliott piece um, where it had I mean it's a great piece, extensive on all the ramifications and where things are at, even ramifications on fantasy and Super Bowl odds. So as long as you're mixing a little bit of gambling into your pieces here, I'm a big gambling guy. Do you have a Do you have a sleeper too? We got about a minute to go. You got a sleeper or two this season that you like from a, a wagering perspective?
1: I, I say put put money on the Cleveland Browns, and that's that. It's weird to say, and here's why it's weird to say, you look at the Browns roster right now, top to bottom defense, offense, special teams, they are absolutely stacked. But, to tell someone to put money on the Browns just tastes weird when when you say it. Um Because you want to buy into the hype of Baker Mayfield, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, you got Nick Chubb back there. We'll see what happens with Duke Johnson and those trade requests, if they keep him, if they don't. But then on the opposite side of the field, you look at what they can do with that defensive front and that pass rush and how they're coming along in the secondary. I think that it's easy to look at the Cleveland Browns and and want to feel historically because of the way their history has gone that they're going to drop the ball at some point and just let you down. I don't think that's going to happen this year with the Cleveland Browns. You know they got new coaches and assistant coaches and John Dorsey is an absolute animal when it comes to bringing in top talent. Cleveland Browns are going to be one to watch. They're going to be the ones that really pushes um, teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers to the edge and, and some of these perennial contenders uh, and really make things interesting in January. So put your money on the Cleveland Browns if you're really looking for a sleeper team that you normally would not bet on.
0: All right, Patrick Walker, CBSSports.com, at Voice of the Star on Twitter. Patrick, really appreciate the time, man. Keep up the good work.
1: All right, thanks for speaking with me, John. You have a great day.